This is Sports Best, coming to you big live and direct on the reposted podcast network. Just want to let everyone know, Andrew is throwing a Super Bowl party this at his new place. You should get your RSVP in rather quickly. Although, if you do go, you're going to have to drink water out of a hose in his front yard. So, just let Andrew know. He is Andrew Keller. I'm Larry Olson. Let's get our Super on, Keller. Well, I want to let everyone know, if you did not receive an invite, <laughs> the address is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Come on by. Bring whatever you need. Watch out for the insurrection. But uh, come on over. I'll let you in. When you first saw the rundown for today's show, did you feel like it was a little Tom Brady heavy? Was there a little too much Tom Brady for you? I don't think there's ever too much Tom Brady because okay. I like going against them and he likes proving me wrong. Oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Let's just go through some Tom Brady stats. It'll be the Bucks and Chiefs coming up Sunday, Tampa Bay Super Bowl 55. Tom Brady has appeared in, he has appeared in uh, 10 Super Bowls. The Patriots have appeared in 11. The Steelers and Cowboys eight. The Steelers seven. Tom Brady's pretty much played in more Super Bowls than most teams in the NFL. Right. Well, he hasn't played in his 10th yet. He could get COVID and, <laughs> and not make it. But uh, I think all odds, that would be a, that would be a prop bet. Tom Brady doesn't play. <laughs> that would be. I'd take that because it'd be good odds. That'd be great odds. You'd probably get what? Good. Thousand to one? Wilson bet. Thousand to one? Hundred to one? Uh, I would maybe 500 to one. Let's go. Let's split the middle. Tom Brady has more Super Bowl rings than John Elway, Brett Favre, Dan Marino, and Peyton Manning combined. That's a lot. (laughs) Tom Brady has more regular season wins than the Houston Texans franchise. He has more wins than the entire team. 260, 230 and 69 as a starter. The Houston has 230 wins. That's just unbelievable. Maybe not 230. I forget how many wins, but they have more. He has more than the Houston Texans franchise. That's crazy. And to think that, I mean, I guess he's just changed how we view old man quarterbacks. And maybe also, I feel like Aikman might tell you he's playing in a different league than Troy Aikman played in. Like his longevity is a lot of his life choices. He he lives very clean, but also it's the way that the football has been played. And I think that affords him the ability. I think he's only missed one season when he like blew out his knee in the late to mid two thousands. First game of the season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all of this, and this is my, one of my biggest pet peeves. It happens the most in baseball because the seasons are so long, but you get in May and you say, my, my brother was telling me this. I'm not sure this is true, but he remembers like three games in, uh, who I don't know, Scott Van Pelt or some ESPN type was like, Sammy Sosa is on pace to hit 400 home runs this season because he had hit three in the first two games or something. And so people are already talking about how him and Patrick Mahomes, like how is Patrick Mahomes going to stack up to Tom Brady? Tom Brady's been in the league for 38 years. So Patrick Mahomes is going to have to, like, why are you making this declaration people just love making the declaration that someone is the next whatever. Maybe once they've made it 80% of the way, make that claim. I'm not loving Patrick Mahomes on this comparison yet. This is my last Tom Brady statistics. The Jacksonville Jaguars joined the NFL in 1995. Since joining the league, they've passed for 517 total touchdown. Tom Brady has passed for 581 total passing touchdowns. He has more than the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. Yeah. It's turned out there's been a paradigm shift on the show that you're more into the statistics than I am. Well. What do you think about the Patrick Mahomes? Are you ready to compare him to be the next Tom Brady? 
uh, I think they play different games. Like Tom Brady is a stay in the pocket passer. And as, as we well know, has practiced the art of getting hit Mahomes game. He's rolling out. He's running around. He got a concussion a couple of weeks ago. So he just has a different game. He's not going to have the longevity in my opinion that Tom Brady did. I don't think so either. I mean, he has the arm. He has, yeah. he, has the, he can do it. Maybe he does this for a couple of years and yeah. then adjusts, but like Tom Brady's the anomaly. I guess Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers are also the anomaly from historical aspects. They're both, they're all three of them are late 30s, early 40s. I mean, listen, my, if my aunt had ball, she'd be my uncle, but Tom Brady playing quarterback at 43, like you'd asked me that in 1980, I'd have been like, you're crazy, but it's a different world. Maybe we'll have a 50 year old quarterback soon. I think professional sports have become so much of an institution institution might not be the right word, but like how much goes into it. I mean, quarterbacks used to sell used cars in the off season and (laughs) needed spring training to get back in shape. Like in the mid nineties, would you think that tennis players would be playing like would Roger Federer still be relevant? And he is because our sports science and all sorts of things have a, different i attribute it to people ice down more after sporting events that's what i believe i believe is the secret just icing down yeah and they don't tell you to not drink water to gain (laughs) exactly (laughs) rub some dirt on it is no longer the go-to method well we're talking about all these statistics that tom brady's holding and the super bowl is known for all sorts of different things and the question is will any of these super bowl records be broken i want to say for sure there's some that won't be broken the number one possible positive thing that will not be broken is the longest kickoff return for a touchdown it's 108 yards by uh jacoby jones uh for the ravens i mean you can tie it but you're not going to break it why can't you go interceptions you can't go 109 yards on a return i don't think so 108 I mean, it's 110, right? So you go 109, theoretically. Maybe you start out of bounds and you jump in <laughs> when you catch it. Um, most touchdowns thrown is Steve Young. He has six. I think that mm. could be broken. Most yeah. pass attempts by Brady is 62. Hmm. Um, so, and then fewest uh, attempts to throw is Bob Freeze. He threw like eight, eight <laughs> attempts. Like in the 1910s? Yeah. <laughs> And the most intercepted is five by Rich Gannon of the Oakland Raiders, of the then Oakland Raiders. I think that's hard to happen. I think if you have two or three, you're going to be pulled. I think people don't like wait and see anymore. You know, one of the uh, famous sayings in the Olsen house, Andrew, is something's going wrong. Blame the barber. The Chiefs had 20 people, including Patrick Mahomes and other players, staff members, lining up for haircut Sunday with a barber who tested positive for coronavirus. Backup center David Kilgore was in the chair when the Chiefs pulled the barber. Once his COVID test results came in, Kilgore said, please finish your cut before the barber was taken away. I just don't understand this. I, I, it, uh, the Super Bowl is kind of a big deal. How did they not test the barber earlier and quarantine him? Um, stuff just sneaks in, man. You, what? I don't know. How does stuff sneak in? Why do they have a team barber? I didn't know that that was a thing. I mean, well, I, I, I don't think they do, but I, I, I had the same thought, right? But that they probably were quarantining-ish kind of sort of, and yeah. they knew the players probably wanted to look good for the game. So I'm assuming they brought in a barber for everybody, 
That's why they had this guy. And if it was that important, that's why I'm saying, how did they not test this guy earlier and have it figured out? Give him the rapid test right before he walks in. I mean, do they not have those in Kansas City? I guess not. They're focused on other things in Kansas City. This made me think of in December-ish, whenever we got this house, I called Spectrum to set up our cable. I met the guy outside and I was like, hey, this is someone who cut the line and we get this guy to come out. I meet him outside. We both have masks on. I tell him what to do. And uh, he sets it up. I I talked to him again. Thank you. Uh, Two weeks later, I get a call from Spectrum saying, hey, just wanted to let you know, the guy that installed your cable tested positive for COVID two days after he was at your house. Wanted to let you know. And I was like, well, you're telling me two weeks later? We never got symptoms. I tested negative. I'm fine. But two weeks later, come on. You're saying they should have called a little bit earlier. Right. I think they're just that phone call was for legal reasons. Yeah. And me wanting to make this story about me. So what you're saying is you can meet your cable guy outside with masks on and not get the COVIDs. I didn't. And so that worked out (laughs) nicely. Sometimes we, you and I lived in San Francisco for a while and we see people that work in tech. They're little, they're young. They go public. They make a lot of money. We know people that work in finance. Not me. They work a lot. They make a lot of money. But I think where the real money is, is in the middle of America, owning a small business. This guy in Houston, Jim Mattress Mac McInville of Houston, <laughs> is known for being a big better. I don't care what you say. He just bet $3.46 million for Tampa Bay at plus three and a half. Basically, Kansas City has to win by four points or more for this guy to lose. Anyone that's putting down three and a half million dollars means they have at least 3.5 million in the bank. I mean, mattress, his mattresses are overpriced. I mean, there's so much about this story, but I can't help but think he's making too much money. Yeah, because in my opinion, what I hear is that this guy's got a lot of FU money, right? I mean, like you might think that Tampa Bay is going to win this game maybe, but how confident can you be that they're going to not lose by three points to wager million other than you're like, F you, I got a lot of money and I could do it. Right. He also flew because he lives in Texas. He flew to Denver, was in the Denver airport to make the bet because he does not have a cousin in Dusseldorf to throw his VPN. And so he had to fly to Denver to be able to do it. Did he stop at the Illuminati underneath the airport while he was there? Yeah, that's where he put, he placed the bet from. He took his private jet. (laughs) It went in like the bat cave to the Illuminati city underneath (sighs) the airport. (sighs) Ah. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy amount of money. The, the, they're saying the largest bet ever placed was $4.8 million on the Rams to beat the Patriots in 2002, and the Patriots won. I don't know. I mean, if you're putting $5 million on the line, you probably have enough that it's not going to buy. I mean, you're going to feel it, but hey, I, I guess the question for me is, as you started this, does a, a mattress king of Kansas City have $3.5 million to bet on a – game I, I guess he does mattress king of houston oh houston does a guy i mean i I, I suppose he makes enough money selling mattresses well he did he did announce a promotion that if you spend more than three thousand dollars on the mattress and and the gronkineers win you get some money back on your purchase wow. so maybe it's some kind of tax loophole <laughs> they're into tap, tax loopholes in uh houston from what i hear okay yeah. we got a mia culpa 
from courtside Karen, Andrew. Uh, remember when we were chatting earlier this week about the lovely lady who was sitting courtside at the Hawks game the other day with her husband when she decided to get F-bomb crazy on LeBron during the game, and then she was promptly kicked out of the game. Well, she's now, sorry, taking full responsibility for her crazy other night. She says she took responsibility and, quote, we're very passionate people. Let's be real. Sports wouldn't be sports without a little trash talking. So right after the apology, the Hawks say you can come back to a game. LeBron the other night, as we talked about, didn't really care. He was just happy fans were back in the stadium. Although he did tweet after the game, courtside Karen was mad, mad, mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's moved on for it. Maybe that was just they're sitting courtside. They're paying a lot or or in circles that, of someone that gave them tickets for very expensive seats. They probably have an image to maintain. Maybe, I don't know. I think they're just, that's a CYA move. I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about her apology. Well, so my question is, do you think she was getting a true apology or did someone get there and be like, Hey, you know what? You are a middle-aged white lady who is F-bombing LeBron James and you got tickets to go to a game in your city courtside. This is like a really bad look for you. You might just want to drop on the sword and take it and be gracious. Or do you think, think she truly was like, sorry? I think she was sorry that she got the immediate backlash. I don't think she's sorry that she yelled at LeBron. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. My biggest question is, you're married to someone that on their birth certificate says Karen. How has that affected her life? Probably he not positive. Hates that the millennial, crazy, middle-aged white woman is called Karen. She hates. And I told her this story this morning. I was like, "Guess what? The chick that was f bobbing LeBron is called Courtside Karen." <laughs> I mean, that's a great name. So most of the, most of the Karen Karen naming, I don't think works. But that's what I kind of like. So. I, it just seems like they're probably running in circles of rich people. And it's like, Hey, maybe their mark, their HR person or somebody was like, you need to do this. I don't think that was of her own desire. Also, she was probably wasted. She was wasted. Here's my big question. If she's courtside, Karen, was she sitting with courtside Larry? Is there a chance that that's a thing? Is it the bizarro Olsons? Well, I like to think of this show, sometimes we give a little bit of trivia uh, to our <laughs> listeners. And I found out that there is an official song for the Tokyo Games. What? The song was written in 1964 for the Tokyo Games. I'll give you a little sample of what that hmm. is. Hey. <laughs> I think that's nice. They have an official, yeah. I mean, most of the time you'll hear it, you'll get more press on it because it's in English. I remember the World Cup in 2010. I remember Shakira had an official song. Do you sing a little bit of that for us? No. Okay. <laughs> um, nope. So all that warm fuzzy about the Tokyo Games, but oh. uh, Yoshiro More, More? Yoshiro More, he's the Tokyo 2020 president. He went on record as saying, women have a strong sense of competition. If one person raises their hand, others probably think I need to say something too. That's why everyone speaks. He basically says women talk too much and should not be on the board. Do you do you agree with that? I just love. It. So first of all, this is like an old school. He's like eighty three, right? He's eighty three, eighty four. He's like this old school Japan dude that comes from a different era, and he like I 
I don't obviously agree with what he's saying, but I, I think he forgets for a second that he's in charge of the Tokyo Olympic Committee and is just like speaking old man speak when everybody's recording and like someone didn't like kick him in the ribs and be like, hey, bro, you might think that, but you should not be saying that out loud. Right. Yeah, it's it's not a good look. Um, anytime you say women shouldn't be doing something, it's it's not a good look. I also like the fact that they're still calling it Tokyo 2020, probably because they spent hundreds of millions on branding and they can't put a one in front of everything. You know, because you've been given odds, what are the odds they're going to do this Olympics? I think they're going to do it. I think they they like really? made an announcement about a month ago that it's like we're doing this no matter what. It's a it's a sign of human resilience. That's not the so, exact quote, but it says something along those lines. So, like, they're just going to have no fans, nobody's there, just the athletes, even the athletes alone. Hey, man, they might have people there. Watch out. Well, are women going to be allowed to go? Is that a thing they can go? I mean, if they stop talking so much, maybe. <laughs> well, speaking of resilience, one of the Ooh. most famous artists of all time, Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. All around the world. Hey. Wow, you're really hey. That's what we call in the business. That's a mashup. Everyone loves a good mashup. Pitbull, famous singer, songwriter. You, you. Mr. Well, Worldwide well, is what? making a move into NASCAR ownership. <laughs> and he says it's for a higher calling. I don't know. I, NASCAR is one of the most popular sports in the U.S. It flies in the face of everything environmental. I don't understand NASCAR other than the visceral feeling of being at a race oh. and feeling the exhaust, but it's just, it's Listen, a, I, I read this article four times. I don't understand what the higher <laughs> calling is. I could handle Pitbull. I could handle NASCAR. I can, I get it all. Pitbull's kind of crazy, but whatever. The youngsters like him. But when he went, it's for a higher calling. I was like, <laughs> we have a, a mutual friend who has a friend that's a billionaire at this point. Pitbull's not a billionaire, but he's worth over a hundred million according to Forbes. What? And our friend was saying that once you get to that status, it's not a it's more about competition, like who can buy a sports franchise. And I feel like Pitbull's getting into this competitive nature of of rich people and buying the NASCAR team to me feels like, well, I've I've accumulated more money than I can spend. Now I need to get accolades for winning in competitive sports. I have this sneaky suspicion that Pitbull is really short. He's probably like five four. I, I don't. I just get that. Like, he, like Tom Cruise. You see him on the screen. He looks really tall. You think he's like six four, and then that dude's like five four. Well, yeah. I mean, he he's five seven. He, which <laughs> means he's probably five six or five five. Yeah. If his, if his listed weight. But something about Tom Cruise. Pitbull said he's been interested in NASCAR since he saw Days of Thunder, famously starring Tom Cruise. You know what? We're cycling together. Our improv is cycling together with that knowledge. That's such detailed and in-depth knowledge that I love it. <laughs> this has been Sports Best. He is Andrew Keller wearing a robe. Have a super Super Bowl. I'm Larry Olson. See you next week.